Episode 9 Jock Talk Podcast, Episode 9. We are live uh, and keeping it consistent as well, keeping it consistent. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're being consistent right now on like the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll, we'll jump right into right that. Into it, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, we got a jam packed uh, jam packed episode here. We got uh, we're gonna highlight the Leafs a little bit, highlight the roundtable of the NHL, just new, basic news going around as you know the All Star break approaches here in the next couple weeks, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, the NFL NFL games that have happened so far. Currently, uh, the Bills are up seven nothing as we're recording right now. Uh, and then we got the Eagles game tonight, so those two games will be missing. Uh, but we've also we've we've had four games that have gone on, and, and some real good ones too. And then we'll uh, and then we got to talk about our UFC 297 on on home soil this weekend. Uh-huh. First time in a while, long time. First time in uh, yeah, what was it, like eight years or something. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's about it's, there. It's a jam packed episode, and uh, we are we are getting tied the UFC guy on second second appearance on the on the Jock Talk Pod, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, that that'll be uh, that'll be good. We'll get them on a little later on in the show here, but we'll uh, we'll start things off with the blue and white. The boys had boots last night. If you're if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you would have known the uh, the boys had boots last night against the Red Wings, and uh, tough tough. Uh, <laughs> we haven't seen a win yet this year. Neither of us with boots haven't no, seen a win. And I <laughs> and my percentage is a lot more lower uh, just because of the game. How many games I've been to this year? Yeah. Uh, well, are, you yeah this is... are you on three? Are you on three? Uh, am I 0-3? Kings? I saw the Blackhawks, the Kings. No, I'm 0-4. So wow. the Blackhawks, the Kings, the Hurricanes, and then last night, the Red Wings. So 0-4 this year. Boots on the ground. Just 0-4? Straight 0-4? Yeah, straight oh 0-4 regulation. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and a lot of those games only had one goal. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's been a rough slate uh, for myself personally when I got boots on the ground. We talked about it last night, though. Hopefully that can all change come playoff time. Um, I I got a one and one playoff record with the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. It's the one reverse and one mush. Playoff it's the reverse yeah, mush. Exactly. You, you lose every regular season game you go to, but then you win every playoff game you go to. So the well, the only shitty thing is too is that <laughs> once people find out I got boots on the ground and the Leafs are up, everybody hammers live line other team, and <laughs> they make some pretty good good money. So and I'm I can't do that. I'm not gonna go bet against the Leafs like that. So no, you can't do yeah. stuff like that. I'm losing money on beer, tickets, and uh, definitely betting coin. And uh, transportation. But no. Yeah, and there. transportation. Uh, <laughs> great night, though. We always find a way to still buzz, even on a, on a Leafs loss. Like you said, going to the shitter last night at, at Scotiabank Arena, people were loaded. It was, like a, it was like a Saturday night vibe on a Sunday. It was a buzz. It was a buzz last night. Even real sports after the after the game stopped in there, watched the Lions uh, beat the Rams there at the end of that. Like it, was a, it ended up being a good night in the city. Um, all things considered, um, and listen, like the the best part about being a blue and white fan is when when you beat a team, like when you got boots and you know they win, you chirp the shit out of the away fans, and even when they lose last night, chirps were still flying. Because why not? Chirps were you still know? flying. Why not? Uh, for some reason, I mean, I guess with all the playoff experience that the Red Wings organization has had, I'm not saying the core, I'm saying the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Man, these fans can talk. They can yeah, they can yeah. talk. They, they, they can yap. They can yap. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's a whole lot of nothing coming out of them at, the, at, the, at this stage of their uh, or at this point of where the franchise is right now. Um, yeah, so let's just let's highlight some concerns for this hockey club, man. Just because, like, last night we got an unbelievable showing in in Samsonov. First game back in what? Um, let's say a month. It's a little less than that. About yeah, two and a half, three weeks. 
And, uh, I mean, I thought he looked good. I thought he played played stellar. Uh, the defense wasn't really there. Both, like, you know, the offensive core playing playing on the defensive side of the puck as well as just the D core in general. A lot of silly mistakes. Uh, the one for the Red Wings to take the lead, I believe, was a reverse along the wall by Lilligren to absolutely nobody unless he thought he was playing for the Red Wings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And was that Daniel Sprong that took the lead? Did he score that, that lead goal? No, it was caught. Andrew caught. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a very, really dumb play by Lilligren. You see McCabe coming down the half wall, takes the ban. Lilligren, yes, take the puck, but why are you shooting it to the open wing? Like, why are you why are you playing it around to the open wing? There's just it's just a dumb play. You see your defenseman on the same side as you. So do you think somebody's just gonna magically be over there? Like, it doesn't make any sense, man. It's just the thought process there. That's just a, and it's not even like you can call it a young mistake for a guy like Lilligren because he's not that young anymore. He's been in this league. A decent amount of time, enough time to not make a mistake like that. I I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm not gonna continue to be so light on these guys. Like I, like it's just it's getting to a point now where some of the de- it's it's decision making. It's not so much because we've seen we know they have the ability. So it's just decision making, very poor decision making. That that is more frustrating than anything. Well, I also think it's like situational awareness too, and dude, it can come down to the coaching staff as well. Like. We we talked about this yesterday when we were when we were in the stadium. It was like, yeah, you, you blew that three nothing lead to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you were up three nothing going into the or at the end of the first period. Those goals came early. Um, obviously, an embarrassing loss. They ended up what five unanswered goal by the five unanswered goals by the Avs to win that game. Um, but then it had you go and you throw your lines into an absolute blender from top to bottom, first to four for the offense, and what one to three for each pairing, like everything, everything. Every, it was, everybody it was, was complete completely scrambled. And listen, like I, I get it because you blew a three-one lead against the Islanders in Long Island. Then you come home and you blow the three-nothing lead. Granted, like like you said, yes, it's early, um, and I don't think many teams in the league are are holding that lead against a team like the Avs. Now. Could the Leafs have scored a, a couple other goals throughout the last 40 minutes of play? Yes, but, you know, it's a good hockey team on, on the other side there. So so we're pissed about the Islanders' uh, blown lead, but we're going to give them a pass against the Avs. Uh, and then you come back against Detroit and you blow another lead after you have the lines in an absolute blender, like completely scrambled. Like, do you want to go through it? You got the lines in front of you there? I, I mean, I kind of remember what they were anyways. It was You had Pontus, Matthews, and, uh, and, and Willie. And then... Uh, who it was uh, Robertson with Tavares and Cali. Then yeah. you had then you had oh you had uh, Bert yeah. Domi and Marner, which I thought was going to be great. And Bert and Domi seem to have a good connection, but we'll, we'll touch on Marner. Let me run through the rest of the lines here, and then I'll say what I want to say about Marner. But and then you got Nizy on the fourth line with Camp and and Gregor, which just again I just I, it doesn't make sense to me. But and then you, then you go to the deep pairings, and you got was it Riley Lilligren? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and then it was uh, or no, sorry, it was still Riley Brody. It was still Riley Brody. It was McCabe with Timmins, and it was Benoit with Lilligren. Yes, uh, something like that. And then Sammy in the pipes, and and hey, give Sammy his flowers here. He had a good game. He had he had a real good game. Um, but man, like, just some of the giveaways from Marner, like they just look so like careless you know like it just looks like he just doesn't give a fuck like he's just it, it, i don't know man i don't know maybe maybe i'm reading too much into it like they sure you got a 600th point i didn't even know that we saw it live 600th career point i didn't even know but fastest leaf ever the 600 points 
So listen, the guy can the guy can put the puck in the net and set guys up to put the puck in the net. He knows he knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the puck, and he's a good defensive player too. But some of the giveaways, it, I just I don't get it. I don't understand the thought process. I also just like, that, and that's what I'm saying is like I'm starting to get on the wagon now. I know you were on the wagon at the beginning of the year, then it kind of died out. I'm getting on the wagon now, where I'm kind of getting sick and tired of Keith. Uh, Calling out the core four the other night when it's like that core four shows up for 95% of the season in the regular season. I mean, in the playoffs, their numbers are there too, but I'm talking regular season only. You go and you call them out, but then you go and throw them in a complete blender. Yeah, the core four hasn't been good in the last two games. I think everybody could agree with that. Yeah. But to call those guys out is a little bit a little bit offside. Man, I'm starting to get on the wagon. I don't want him there no more. I'm down for Keith to get out here, and I'm down for a guy like Craig Berube, man. But would you? Yeah. Let's get let's down. get an let's get it a little bit like these guys aren't scared. That's the problem. Is they come into the dressing room every day and they think they run the show, which they do. They're comfortable. But you run the show to a certain extent, and oh, it just drives me absolutely crazy that there's zero intimidation factor. Um, there's no policing. That's a perfect way to put it. There's no policing, no authority within the room, within the organization, especially like on the bench. Um, man, maybe it is time for a change. And let's not forget, last time Craig Berube joined the team, I mean, he was intern when he joined uh, St. Louis, but when he joined the team halfway through the year, he's a Stanley Cup champion. So <laughs> I think he'd be a great fit for them. He doesn't take I'm any bullshit. You. Yeah, he I'm doesn't take you. any bullshit. Um, maybe firing the coach isn't the isn't the the solution here. No, but I think um, it is though. But Adam, you got like Boston's running away with it again. They're on a two game win streak. I, I they won they won today. See, that's why like the, the Keefe extension at the beginning of the season made no fucking sense whatsoever, dude. Like zero sense. Like you bring in a new GM and then you, you extend the old coach. I don't get that. I don't understand it at all. Like he's not the guy. I'm sorry. You're you're at a point where the, the players you have, the core you have and, and the players around that don't need – they need a vet, a veteran coach, not a guy who's – I get Keith's been in the league for four or five years now, but it's all been with the same team. You need a guy who's got some experience all around the league. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of this guy mixing up the lines, calling out the core four. Call himself out. Like, call yourself out. Like, take some accountability, dude. You're, you're, like, you're, it's your fault a lot of the time. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. It's, it's, it's just a lot of dumb coaching decisions at the end of the day. It, it is. really is. It is, and, I, and listen, and, and that's I think the wake up call this team might need. And you're right, we need a little bit more of a stronger voice in the room because I think the I think the message has gone dry when it comes to Keith. You need a guy like Torts or Barube or or Joel Quenvo. Like you need a voice like that, a veteran voice who's not going to take any shit from a, a little a little uh, uh, what, what do they call him uh, prima donna type of guy like Marner. Not going to take shit from a guy like that. He'll bench Marner. A guy like Torts would bench Marner tomorrow. He wouldn't give a fuck. He'd probably health bomb him to be honest. Yeah, no, you're right. Listen, and it's not going to get easier for the Toronto Maple Leafs, like at all, man. Uh, they hit the they hit the West Coast uh, Canadian edition um, this week, and they play uh, Edmonton. What they play Edmonton tomorrow? Let's just focus on that game alone. Edmonton's on a ten game winning streak. Uh, probably the best team in the league in the last two weeks. Yeah, they're on fire. They're on fire. Yeah, they're on they're on fire. So, uh, and it's in Edmonton, like I said. Um, so this isn't going to get easier for the blue and white. They're going to have to dig deep. They're going to have to find a way. Like we said, the problem is in the room, right? It is. It uh, is. They got all the pieces, the pro- man. And another thing is, like, just zero consistency as well. It's like, 
Let, let's get a five-game win streak going. Let's get a six-game win streak going. Like, enough of these two-and-one, two-and-one, two-and-one. Like, let's find a little consistency within this lineup, and let's start putting the puck in the back of the net. But for the last three games, they've looked like the same old Leafs, making the same old mistakes every single time. And like you said, there's there's times this year where they're up 2 nothing, and I don't feel like the game is safe. No, I never feel like the game is safe, to be honest. I, I, I don't think you can. I just – I don't think we've seen – they don't have the the ability to shut down a hockey game like a Boston team or, or 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 like a Vegas. Like they don't have that ability. Like a Dallas, they can't do it. They don't have they don't have the the like I don't want to say they don't have the goaltender for it, but they don't. And they don't really have the decor for it either. The forwards I'm perfectly fine with. I love what they got up front, but you could use a defenseman still. Like I I love. Uh, what Benny's brought to this uh, this decor, he's a, he's a stud, and and I think he's rubbed off on McCabe a little bit too because McCabe's been a lot more physical since he's been playing with Benoit. That's a very physical D pair, um, and listen, they're getting a lot of D zone starts, and they're not getting scored on a lot, which is pretty pretty good. Uh, they, I mean, they passed the eye test. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I think you're still a defenseman away because. Like I said, man, this is uh, this is prime years of, of these guys of Tavares and 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 Matthews, Nylander, Martin. Like these are the prime years, and, and you're letting it go by the wayside because you can't find the guys, the pieces to put around them. And I don't want to hear it's because of the cap and it's because of that. It's not because of the cap. It's not. It's not. That's not a thing. I'm sorry. You can find pieces who you can you can plug and play. Like you can find the plug and play kind of guys. Like why? Why does it seem like Boston does that every year? Why does it seem like Florida is able to do that? Why? Do, like why are these teams they can just plug and play and and be successful, but we can't? Bullshit. You can go out there and you it, can find the guys. It goes back to what we talked about last week, Adam. Like when the Leafs were looking good, it was that for your team to be successful, eighty-two games and more, right into the summer, you got to be able to buy into the system. Um, and it can. You're right. The the you know, it can go dry in the room at times, right? The voice can get the can get the same old, and and then you know the guys start to get sick of it, and it just becomes repetitive, just showing up to the rink every day, doing what you got to do, and then leaving. But we need to find some consistency within this roster. Um, these next couple of weeks, especially before the All Star break, are a huge tell all for the, for this team. Like uh, Elliot Freeman touched on Thirty Two Thoughts podcast that he doesn't know if the Leafs should be buyers just because of the inconsistency that they had throughout the year. Like, why are you going to go and give away? Uh, one of your valuable prospects that, listen, everyone's going to talk about the Leafs window being now, but we're also not making stupid decisions that hinder this franchise in the future. So I don't think they're going to buy at all this year. Honestly, dude, I don't think they're going to buy. I don't think they're gonna, obviously not going to sell. I think they stay put uh, I, I just because of the, like, because it's Brad's first year. I could be very, I would be not like not surprised at all. If we don't see a single move made, and he just lets this thing ride, and then he builds the team he wants this offseason, and we go into next season. Because you got the core locked up again next year, right? You got them all coming back. That was the big question mark was, oh, well, you need to make a move because this is Willie's last year here. But, you know, Well, he's locked up. He's here. So I think, I think we might see a pretty quiet deadline. Now it's early. It's still mid-January, so a lot can change. But I just – you're right, dude. They've mortgaged – like, Dubas mortgaged a lot of the future of this in franchise, man. Like, he got rid of a lot of those guys, a lot of the prospects, a lot of the picks. Uh, you you kind of got to slow down here and, and pick, your, pick your, uh, your, your year, I guess, if you want to put it that way, when you're going to really try to make a run. Because you can't do it every year. <laughs> like, you can't. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you can keep the consistency. As of right now, the Leafs got the longest 
active playoff streak, right? Just for making the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Th- that consistency can always stay the same. Yeah. Um, but taking that next step, you know what I mean? That's I'm, where yeah. it, it might come down to a big move. It might come down to just finding it within the locker room. Dude, there's so many question marks right now. There, there really it's in, is. It's in the room this year. That's the thing. I also think it's in the room this year. Like 100% it's in the room. Uh, these guys are capable hockey players, man. You can't sit there and tell me that that forward group can't go out there and win a cup. Just you're telling me it's because of the jersey they're wearing. Like, if, what if they if they were wearing an if this was the Avs, you put this exact roster on in Colorado, they're gonna they're, they're like come on, you know what I mean? Like, it's a good enough hockey team. Just because they they wear the blue and white doesn't mean they can't win a fucking cup. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's probably good on the Leafs conversation. We don't want to give these guys too much light right now. Um, obviously, when we record again next Monday, we'll have. Uh, We'll have a ton of news as they finish up their road trip. Hopefully, turn it around a little bit. Um, let's just touch on a, a couple couple news going around the NHL right now. Um, couple day games today, Martin Luther King Day. Um, yep. National holiday for the States? Yeah? No? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Pretty fuck. sure. Un, un, uneducated as fuck. But yeah, a <laughs> um, couple day games going on. Uh, we talked about Edmonton. They're red hot, 10 in a row. Uh, play the Leafs tomorrow night. So let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Tristan Jari shut out today, three uh, nothing victory over the Kraken. Kraken were were solid, but they've been on a little bit of a downside since we talked about them last week. Um, man, is Pitt the best team in Pennsylvania? <laughs> are they? Well, the Flyers know. are doing I great, know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, like the Flyers are good, man. The Flyers are good. All of a sudden, I don't know where they are good. I, I can't, you can't say that about Pitt, dude. They're I mean, they're twenty one fifteen and six. Uh, they got a plus sixteen goal differential. Uh, they're six, two and two in their last 10. I mean, I don't, <laughs> you think they get in? Like, do you think they get in? Yeah, I, I do. I do think jam, they get man. in. It's a log jam. You get a lot of teams in there. Like the yeah, Flyers being you... up there really, really screws things up for a team like Pitt because they are not supposed to be up there. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, I don't know, man. Pitt's got the players, but like you got Jake Gensel leading the team in points, 46 points, got 19, 19 goals. Say the kids got twenty four goals, forty four points. Like, I mean, and hey, they they're all playing. That their big five of of Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, and Latang. They all got forty one games played this year. They've all played every game. Like they're all playing. It's not like anybody's hurt or anything. They haven't. So, I mean, look, I don't think they got the goaltending. I don't think Tristan Jari's the guy, and Nedeljkovic is not the guy, obviously. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it's an interesting team to watch. I just don't think they have. Uh, I don't think they have enough. I just think that everything is lining up so perfectly for them, Adam. Like, I mean so perfectly. The injury-riddled New Jersey Devils, the Islanders that just can't seem to find their step. Uh, They win one, they lose one all the time. And then the Caps uh, slowly coming back down to earth. They had a pretty good start to the season where everyone's like, how the hell are they fucking still staying in the mix with this roster that they got? So they're starting to come back to earth a little bit. And then the Pens just... Yeah, they're in the mix as well, but I think that if the Pens can just keep stringing these wins together, like you said, guys stay healthy, right? All those yeah, that core yeah, stays yeah. healthy. This team's getting in, dude. This team's going to get in. Where, though? Where? Because Tampa's not going to miss. Tampa's not going to miss. So that's one wild card spot right there. Tampa will not miss. Um, so you're leaving one spot up because I think Philly gets in. Carolina and the Rangers are obviously going to get in. That's going to be the one-two. In the Philly metro. may come back down to earth. No, I think Philly's getting in, dude. I don't think Torch has given up a, a a lead like this, like a like a like a start like this where they're they're dude they're still it's mid January and they're still buzzing. I don't think Torch is going to let this team fall off a cliff, dude. I think I think the Flyers get in, and I, I think that that screws up a team like Pitt. I really do think it does. Like 
realistically, you got one spot and you got one, two, three, four, five, five teams fighting for it. You don't think the Red Wings get in? No, I don't think the Red Wings get in. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's tough. It, dude, listen, this is the most jam-packed the Eastern Conference and the West have both been in a really long time. Uh, the last couple of years, the Atlantic was was carried by Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. Carried. Yeah. So everything it, it's else comp- was metro. Everything else was metro. So it's 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 getting the landscape's changing. You know what it's, I mean? It's leveling out. It's leveling out, and we love that. It's it's becoming more competitive across all across the league, which is great. We love seeing that, but. I don't think it's great for a team like Pitt, man. You got an aging core and uh, a, a mid goaltender, just very mediocre. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting team to watch for sure, though. It is. Uh, I'm saying Pitt in. I'm going to say Pitt in. Obviously, still a ton of time left. But if they if they keep this up and they get that mediocre goaltending from Trishan Jari, they're going to get in. Now, once they get in, I don't know what happens. Um, I mean, they got the bodies on that team that have been through the trenches of playoff hockey. So yeah, they got the thing. it. I'd say, I'd say if they get in, if they do here, I'll say this about Pitt. This is what's my, this is going to be my final thought on Pitt right here. I don't think they get in, but if they do get in, look out. I agree. I agree. Let's, let's touch on one more team. Uh, you know, cause just, just some news broke today. Uh, Colorado avalanche. They've been looking good getting back to their Stanley cup form, uh, from a couple years prior. I mean, they showed heart when they came back against the Leafs. Um, they got news last week. Uh, Landis Gog should be good to go for the playoffs. So it looks like they're pulling the cooch thing. But I mean, he has a legitimate, yeah, yeah. he has a legitimate serious yeah. injury. And then Val Natushkin entering an NHL slash NHLPA uh, player assistance program. I guess he's gone a little bit off the rails. Hopefully, he could he could figure his stuff out. Um, he's a big time player for that Colorado team, especially when it comes to playoff hockey. Yeah, he's a big piece on that second line. So that's huge uh... piece, man. I mean, that's a, that's a key w- loss for them. What, yeah, and what a career this guy's had, right? Like, got drafted by the Dallas Stars, um, yeah. never really panned out there. Went to the K, right? Went back to the K. I think he went to the K. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. Yes, yeah, you're right. He went to the K, yeah. and then he came back, and he went got, to the K signed... for a couple of years. Yeah, 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 a couple of years, man. He, we're talking a high draft pick, top ten. Yeah, and yep. Um, yeah, came back. Obviously, got a spot with the Avalanche. Couple years, and then when they won that Stanley Cup in uh, what was it, twenty twenty two? I don't remember something like that. I yeah, think it was twenty twenty two. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Pivotal for them. He, he, dude, he almost won the fuck. He almost won the. Uh, what's Con it called? Smythe. Con, Con Smythe. Smythe. Yeah, yeah, he almost won the Con Smythe. Yeah. No, so that's a big loss for them, but man, Colorado looks good. They do look good. Uh, I actually before we before we jump ship uh, on, on hockey here, I want to I want to touch on one more team. Uh, we yeah. talked about them. I think it was like episode two or three, if we're dating ourselves back. And uh, they're still doing it. They're probably going to make the playoffs, the Vancouver Canucks. They're still first place in the Pacific. They're, they have an 11-point yeah. lead on first place in the Pacific over the, over the Vegas Golden Knights. What is going on on the West Coast? Have you seen their goal differential too? Plus 54. Plus 54, dude. Like Every guy on that team that's making coin to put the puck in the back of the net is doing it. Um, they just seem to find a way every single night. Well, it still blows my mind, Adam. I'll never get over it. Still blows my mind. Only that the fact that this is the exact same roster that Bruce Boudreaux had. That's why I'm kind of speechless. I don't get it. I don't understand how this is happening. Like we said before, we knew they weren't as bad as they were last year. 
but we didn't think they were this good at all. So it doesn't make any sense. Like, they didn't sign anybody. They didn't sign anybody. They didn't trade anybody, like, of significance. I, I don't – it just doesn't make sense. But, hey, if you're a Canucks fan, you're loving life right now. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, we, we finish up the road trip over there, right? Yeah, that's going to be the Mo Legacy game, by the way. That's all it yeah, always oh, is. Yeah. Every, every season, it's a Mo Legacy yeah. game out out in uh, out in Vancouver there. So we'll 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 be watching that Saturday. We'll see you Saturday, Canucks fans. For some reason, there's a huge rivalry between us. It, it makes no sense. We only we only see them twice a year, but they're fucking fiery games when we play. So uh, they are he, heated matchups. So uh, they are. We're looking forward to it on Saturday. All right, let's flip right over to uh, to the NFL. We'll highlight uh, these games that happened over the weekend. Um, yeah. Man, <laughs> we're talking some. Quality, quality playoff football. Barn burners. Barn burners everywhere. Um, <laughs> upsets all over the board, right? <laughs> yep. So let, let's start with... Uh, <laughs> you want to start with the Cowboys? No, no. Let's start with the, start with okay. the first game. Let's go, let's, let's go top to bottom here. Let's go in order. Okay, okay. We'll, uh, start, we'll start with, with the probably, te- Texans. Probably one of the biggest Texans. surprises. Yeah, probably. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say biggest surprises. Biggest surprises to people who didn't really watch the Texans this year. But... Man, wow. 45-14 over the Browns. Pumped them. Pumped them, dude. Uh, CJ Stroud put an exclamation mark for his first postseason game. Um, 274 passing yards, three TDs, 16 for 21. He's he's legit. He's 100% legit. Um, he's kind of what... He's kind of what the Texans wanted in, in Deshaun Watson the entire time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's a stud, dude. He's an absolute stud. He's mobile. He's got a great arm, uh, great vision. Like, he is a absolute stud, dude. And then, like, their receiving core is just being <laughs> being great like, like usual. I mean, Nico Collins has been great for them all year. Uh, he had six receptions for 96 yards, one TD. Uh, Brev- Brevin Jordan, he had uh, one reception for 76 yards and a TD. That was the house call, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that was the house call. And then, yeah, Dalton Schultz, that was a great pickup for them this year. Uh, he had one reception for 37 yards and one TD. Like, a lot of these guys, only one reception, two receptions yet, minimum 15 yards. So, they were they were versatile uh, on that game. And, I mean, the Browns looked like they were just never in it right from kickoff. They no, had the they, lead. They, they had the lead, but that was on first possession, if I'm not mistaken. No, they were up 14-10. They were 14-10. At one point, that game was 14-10. May have even been 14-7 at one point. I actually don't know. But I know for a fact it was 14-10 at one point because I got them live. I bet, I bet the Texans live when it was 14-10. But, so I would say Houston's probably a great value bet the whole way through the postseason now, right? They're yeah, going to be dogs. I, I was going to say, like, depending who they're playing in the next round, I guess we can't really highlight it yet. We'll do that on the next episode. But, man, like, they got a shot, no? Like, they could go. They got a legitimate shot. They got a legitimate shot. Uh, one team that doesn't have a shot ever, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, you're you're, you're eager to talk about them, eh? I'm eager to talk about them. What? <laughs> All right, we'll, do, we'll, we'll talk about them and we'll bounce back to the Dolphins. We'll start. We'll go. Okay. We'll go Cowboys here. Okay, we gotta go. We have to go Cowboys. That's fine. Um, the uh, the Dallas Maple Leafs. I have no, no idea. No, but it is. It it really it's is because crap, though, they give you the that. same hope every single time. I hope if you have any Dallas Cowboys fans in your contacts or you're close to, you know, family member, best friend, check in on them today. <laughs> check in on them. They're the type of people that need that text. Hey, hope everything's all right. You know, you got their back. 
it's an embarrassment, man. It's an embarrassment, and and they're scared to to make moves and and change this roster up a little bit. Um, they thought that giving up Zeke was going to change everything for them, not bringing <laughs> Zeke back. Like, what are your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys? Because Jordan Love and his Green Bay Packers put on a performance yesterday. Yeah, I mean. I guess uh, if you talk to the average Cowboys fan, their excuse is they had no digs. Well, you didn't have digs all year, so you're telling me you couldn't adjust like all season? I mean, that's a joke. Um, and Dak ain't it. Dak just ain't it, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I know the offense was so explosive throughout the year and this and that, but, man, some of those picks. Like, holy fuck, dude. Just brutal. Brutal, really brutal, yeah, brutal. Yeah. We're talking not even tipped passes. No, like, no, you know just what I mean? it looks like he's passing to to the Packers. Like, look, like he's yeah. passing to them instead. Uh, not good, not good at all. I think you need big changes over there, man. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, do you do a coaching change? Is it a QB change? Is it both? Uh, is it none? I don't know. It's a, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Cowboys. But are we really surprised though? Like, are we surprised that this happened? They were eight no all year at home. Like, it was they were what were they like twelve point favorites? Like, it, like, they were supposed to shit-kick them. Like, it was just the perfect storm brewing. And uh, the Packers came in, and, and they did what they did. They steamrolled them, dude. Steamrolled yeah. them. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like, I kind of, like, like, not that I saw it coming, but when you got a team like the Packers come in as, as mega dogs, like, they just had that fucking energy with them right off right off the opening kickoff. Like, you just – it was it was this feeling like they just they knew they they weren't counting themselves out they knew everybody was counting them out but they weren't counting themselves out you know i mean listen and the, the shitty thing is Dak's numbers look so fabricated right now too he was 41 for 60 with 400 passing yards three tds but like wasn't that game fucking 25 nothing at some point yeah and he didn't have a completion until like midway through the second quarter or something like that like it was it was terrible football off the bat and if you're not going to get off to a good start you're not going to get off to a start at all like it's just you you're putting yourself in an early hole and uh that's off to the packers because listen if they didn't convert on those early opportunities i think we're, we're, we're having a different conversation right now so the fact that they were able to take those opportunities and make the most of them put up points on the board and bury them early because the Cowboys, they were surging near the end of the game. Like, they were making that comeback. Just ran out of time. Um, so, it's a hell of an effort by the Packers. Um, just a great effort all around. Yeah, hats off to the Packers. Yeah, and we, we could say now that, that this is definitely a successful successful season for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I mean, kick the door down when it comes to, to accolades for the year uh, and probably team goals. Uh, this is was a massive W for them. Now, we don't know. It's, it's playoff football. Anything can happen. Uh, but the Cowboys were just yeah, completely out to lunch, man. Blow that it was thing never up. the Cowboys. It was never the Cowboys. Yeah, blow that thing up. Let's move on to the Finns. Yeah, the Finns, uh, oh boy. <laughs> it was never Tua, dude. It was also never Tua. It was never the Cowboys. It was never Tua. That guy's bad, man. That guy's bad. He's got the best receiving core, one of the best receiving cores in the league. And, and, they, and they get they put up seven points. Like, Ooh, it was cold. Ooh, like it was just as cold for KC too. <laughs> and they balled out. And their receiving core is way worse than the Dolphins. So I'm not sure. I think I think the answer in 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 Miami is the quarterback. I think I don't think two is the guy. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Because that was just a classic KC shit kicking, if you ask me. Man, I got not much. I got I don't got much to say. I had a, we had a lot of coin <laughs> relying yeah. on those fins. Uh, yeah. They were the last leg in a lot of our parlays. 
Yep. Never gave us hope, really. Uh, cash outs were available. Uh, took a little bit of them. But the thing that pisses me off with this team the most is that when they go down, their their number one solution, at least what they think it is, just air it out downfield. Yeah, but it so works many times sometimes. So they went to Waddle and Tyreek that, like, yeah, it works. <laughs> works it works when you're not down. Miami. It works when you're not down 20 points because maybe, you know, the defense isn't expecting it when you're not down 20 points. When you're down 20 points, they're going to back up because they know what's coming. So maybe it's a coaching thing. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on in Miami. But they, they need some changes too. Same thing as the Cowboys, man. They need some changes over in Miami too because they got way too good of a receiving core, and and, and their backs are great too. Mostert and A-Chain are real good. So you're, you're, wasting, you're wasting that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Casey's going to do their thing from here on out. Everyone was kind of counting them out against the Finns. Yeah. Uh, to start, but playoff football and Casey and, and, and Patty Mahomes and the whole bit, like... Well, that was also fucking possible. bullshit, dude. That was also bullshit with the fucking helmet shit. Did you see that? No. Dude, Mahomes took a big hit, and uh, his helmet broke. Like, pieces came flying off his helmet. They stopped the game to let him change helmets. You're not allowed to do that. The rule is, Casey uh, has to use a timeout in order for that to happen. That's just the rule across the entire league. Refs just let it go. Listen, like, I hate being that guy and talking about the whole fixed and, and the refs playing one side, whatever. But, man, if there's any team we've seen it happen more with over the last five years-ish, it's been the fucking Chiefs, dude. Every season we seem to be talking about something that happened with the refs, and it's always involving the Chiefs. Every year. I agree. It's a joke. <laughs> but it's the a joke. thing is, it's the NFL, Adam. Like, they're going <laughs> to... It's Patty Mahomes. It's their guy. It's the poster boy, right? So it's fixed. It's fixed. <laughs> it's fixed. All right. If we're getting onto the fixed combo, we got to move. We got to move over to uh, to one team that that surprised us a lot. We honestly thought they were going to blow it at one point. They didn't. Um, could be the lack of playoff experience, but man, their their fans showed up yesterday. The Detroit Lions. Hey, I called what this game. game. I called this game to a fucking T. I said Rams will cover, Lions will win. It was a three and a half point spread. I said Rams will cover, Lions will win. All week I said that. What a game, dude. What a game. What a game. Uh, now we obviously Detroit. missed it. We obviously yeah. missed it. We had but we boots caught on the, the end of it. But we caught the end. And talking to people and watching the highlights. I mean, listen, we know sports well enough to say what a fucking game, dude. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, obviously the Matthew Stafford returning back to Detroit. Uh, I guess it's the quarterback matchup, right, from the trade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quarterback matchup from the trade. Um, Lions ended up, yeah, getting away with the W, uh, 24-23. But, man, that Rams receiving core is, is, is somewhat impressive. No, it's, it's, they're going to be good. They're going to they're gonna be good next year, too. Uh, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be in the hunt for sure. Um, you, you can never count them out when you got a guy like Cup. And then Nakua sets the single, se- single game playoff record for most receiving yards by a rookie this guy is just stacking up the records this season he's well you had both stars you had both stars pop off yesterday Amon St. Brown had 110 yards receiving it was a hell of a game hell of a game from both teams and uh I I mean hey look out for these Lions now no yeah maybe yeah no 100% look out for these Lions dude talk about a team that buys in that team buys in more than anybody in the NFL I'd say more than any team in the NFL yeah it's going to get interesting. So we got two more games that are left. Bills are playing right now. Uh, you have a score update on that? Bills are pumping the Steelers, dude. 21 nothing. 21 nothing with seven minutes to go in the second. Yeah, so those Steelers fans are probably driving home by now. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're driving home. Halfway uh, back and to then pit. We, yeah, yeah. And then we got the, at least it's not that bad of a drive. It's not too long. And then uh, <laughs> and then we got the Eagles tonight. Uh, yeah, so, Eagles yeah, Bucks we'll tonight. But, hey, that's gonna be a good game too. Two and a half point spread there. So I'm looking forward to that game too. Alrighty, let's get into UFC. We got Ty, the UFC guy, with us today. Uh, I'm gonna give him the headphones so he can hear you too. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so he'll have these suckers on. Um, UFC 297, Toronto, Ontario. First time in a while. I think all the boys are excited. I mean, none of us got boots on the ground, um, but it's going to feel like boots on the man. ground. Too expensive. too expensive. Yeah, we talked about it. Me and Adam were looking at it yesterday, too. Me and Adam were looking at it yesterday, too. Like, 240 bucks for Upper Bowl. No. Still. Like, that's no. insane. No. Or 400. 440. 430. <laughs> 430. Sorry. Yeah, I wish it was 230. I'd be going. Yeah. yeah. But let's dive right into this thing. So, Ty, take it away. Um, jam-packed card, uh, Canadian-wise. <laughs> Guys live. Back on the mic. <laughs> Ty, what's going on? How you doing? Welcome back to the pod. Pleasure. You ready, uh, you ready to run through this again? Last time, the way we yep. did it was actually, it was actually, it was fun. It was a lot of fun last time. It was Fired fun. Me up. It was a lot of fun. All right, let's jump, let's jump right into it. What's the first, uh, what's the first fight you want to highlight there? Uh, I mean, we got Canadians all over the card from top yeah, to bottom. Yeah, that's why. I don't we know got, if we like, can touch the, all of them. The early, I don't know. Like, we can. Touching all of them might get a little iffy because I don't really know. These are yeah. early prelims. I was looking at them. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. We don't got to touch all of them. It's not that, you not know what, though? Like, it's not the best card. Yeah, but you know what they say about these cards. You know what always happens with these cards. All the ones that have these these fighters that you don't really know and all this stuff, that's a bad card, bad card. You get finishes left, right, and center. This is what yeah, happens. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we'll skip the first few prelims. I think we could we could jump into a fight that's that's really interesting to me. Uh, Charles Jourdain makes his return to the octagon. Our boy. We know we love him. He's an electric factory, and we all know that. I think I said the same thing last time. He's just there to fight, and he's there to put on a show for the fans. And then that's what we love about him. That's why we keep watching. No, he says that every time, though. Says that every time, but he hasn't really exploded onto the scene like he we're all expecting him to. Do you think maybe maybe this is maybe this is the fight where he can finally do that on home soil? This is a good that's a good point. Like he has you know, he's had those fights where it's been pretty boring out of that last fight. Oh, I don't know who he fought that uh Cron Gracie was it? When yeah. he was just sitting on his back the entire fight. Didn't give him much to do didn't give him much to like work with there obviously. Um I think Woodson might give him a better matchup stand up wise. I don't know too much about Woodson. Looking at his record ten one and one means that He's got something, I guess, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe tough test for him. Maybe not. I don't really know too much about Woodson, but it might just be that uh, the record's nice and shiny, so it's a nice little, nice little sprinkle for the fans to look at. Be like, <laughs> oh, he beat a guy 10-1-1. I don't know. I think I said this last time. I think all the Canadians have pretty favorable matchups. I think I was just looking at it. There's only one that's not a favorite, I think. I think it's Barrio versus Kurt, Chris Curtis. I think he's like uh, plus yeah. 160. So yeah, well, what I was saying one. to Adam too was like, how isn't how isn't Charles on on the main main card here? Yeah, I know, like especially it, with this card too, right? You'd expect that because he's like a bigger name guy, right? Like, well, Canadian you got a pretty wise, good I main guess. card. Main card's pretty good. We'll, we'll get to it, but it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, but just to f- sum up this fight here, you got Jordan at minus one seventy five. He's a favorite, plus one thirty five for Woodson. Um, I mean, you got to ride the Canadian on home soil. So you have to. You're gonna you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to put together a little parlay if you want to win some coin. 
uh, with this fight. Maybe maybe a little sprinkle on the finish. I don't I know. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> We love, be we love sweating. The th- maybe the first round finish. You never know. Because I'm good oh coin there. First round, first round knockout. <sighs> so down. That'll be exhilarating. <laughs> oh, right, well, let's move on. That. Let's move on. We'll get you, hey, this is your boy here. This is your boy. This next fight, Brad Katona. <laughs> Brad Katona against Garrett Brad Armfield. Brad Katona. Brad Katona. We know what Brad Katona. <laughs> uh, I I actually think that Brad Katona is an easy easy lock on this card. I'm, really? I'm I'm gonna do what Ty said when we had him on in the earlier episodes. I'm probably hammering an all Canadian parlay. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah Brad Katona is our guy, uh, tough champ, and uh, looking to get his UFC career re rejuvenated. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's gonna get it rolling here if he gets a dub. It, it, oh, yeah. The ball will be rolling here if he gets a dub here. Like we said, we saw him in Boston. Just <laughs> he's a little scrapper, is what he is, and we love that. <laughs> He's a little scrapper. He will throw. He will go on the ground with you. Doesn't matter for him. He will just wants to fight. Love it. So Katona's minus one ninety two. He's the favorite as well. Another Canadian favorite. Uh, Armfield plus one sixty. So hey, maybe there's some value there. A little Jordan Katona parlay. A little oh, two legger. Yeah. Just cheeky. That'd be very cheeky. Start but, off the night easy. Cheeky yeah, two legger, yeah. and then we got some coin for the main card. There That's you go. There you go. Make some coin so on Brad the prelims, Katona's and away we go. Fight of the main of the prelims. I believe so. I believe Katona is the last fight of the prelims, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the last fight. Now, now we're getting into the main card here. we got Arnold Allen against uh, huh, tough tough name here. Movsart um, Evolov. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> something like that. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. No disrespect, but something like no. that. <laughs> 17, uh, can't disrespect. Banger, though. I know that. You know what I said last time I was on here? You know I really called it. Fight of the night, <laughs> way back when. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, it's gonna I'm be a standing, banger. I'm standing by it. I'm standing by it. Hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. It's gonna be an absolute banger. It, Arnold Allen, every fight he's in seems to be an absolute war. Oh, hundred percent. So, and especially that fight with Holloway too. They were just standing, banging, throwing, just chucking him. Just chucking unbelievable him. to watch. He's the type of guy not afraid to get hit. Loves to hit. You know what I mean? Like, loves to throw him. So it's gonna yeah, be a great he, fight. He, Exactly. He's one of those guys where it's either I'm going to knock you out or you're going to knock me out, and I'm going to have fun exactly. either way. 100%. Yeah, 100%. We love guys like that. Plus 140 for Arnold Allen, minus 166 for Ev, Ev Lev, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> you know, values there on the number three ranked featherweight uh, in Arnold Allen, which is pretty surprising, dude. He's number three ranked, and he's a dog against a number nine? Yeah, there's been a lot of hype around, I don't know how to say it, Evolov, whatever you say. Yeah, we there's got been a lot of hype around him. I know. What, he had that one short notice fight I think he had where he struggled a little bit, and that was where everyone kind of was like, ooh, maybe not. It was he, Diego he, Lopez. Yeah, he almost got knee-barred and everything. Everyone thought he broke his leg or yeah. something like that during the fight, and he ended up coming with a win. I think it was a decision. Oh, win. that's this guy. Is that the guy who said he'll never tap or something? Is that this guy? I think so. He oh. his, he was like doing the splits in the fight. They had him in like a knee bar. His knee was like backwards, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, ended up yeah. winning the fight somehow too. So the, I yeah. think that's where the, the hype kind of died down him a little bit. I think it wasn't like a, um, a big win for him. Kind of so a dog, though. that's, but he's, yeah, still, sounds like a dog. favorite. Yeah, Ty's <laughs> referring to, um, Ivalov was supposed to, he fought Diego Lopez, and that was when Diego Lopez jumped in on short notice. Yes. So, like, that was huge odds, man. Like, I mean, Ivalov, I think, was like minus 600. It was something crazy, and then yeah, the elastic bands of his legs were just getting bent back and forth, and this guy didn't tap, 
Yeah. Um, ended on to win by unanimous decision. But that night, Diego Lopez earned himself a contract from the UFC yeah. because of that impressive performance. That was the night we fell in love with Diego yeah. Lopez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the night it happened. <laughs> Even though we, I think we had, I think we had some coin on uh, Ivalov, but that that fight was just electric. It was awesome to watch Lopez do his thing. Well, here we go. We'll move right along. Another, uh, we got a middleweight bout here. We're looking to, uh, we're looking to get a Canadian into the rankings in middleweight. It's, uh, he's taking on, it's, it's Mark Andre Barrio taking on number thirteen ranked middleweight Chris Curtis. Barrio's the dog here. The, I think it's the only Canadian dog, as we said earlier, plus one forty. Uh, Chris Curtis, a minus one sixty six favorite. Very, that's just about a pick 'em if you ask me. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't like this matchup for Chris Curtis at all. I think this is a nightmare matchup for him. Barrio's yeah, a dog, you know, dude. He is, man. I like Barrio a lot. Um, ah, me and Chris Curtis, we've had our ups and downs, more <laughs> downs than ups. And I've called him a fraud, I think, a couple times, and I've had just about enough of him. So I would love to see a Canadian just <laughs> knock him off, take him, in, take his spot in the rankings, and keep him moving up, and leave Chris Curtis in the dust. Yeah, just beat the wheels off him, Barrio. That'd be nice. Yeah, just just connect on that bearded chin one time and let him go to sleep. What was uh what was Chris Curtis last fight? Cause was was hit who did he fight last? Cause wasn't it the one where he was he acted like a bitch after the fight because he couldn't close the distance on Buddy? He got absolutely pieced up for three rounds and then acted like a bitch at the end of the fight. Wouldn't shake his hand. Well, he oh yeah no that's what it was it was that it was against Nazardine Imovov yes and it was yeah. it ended up being a no contest because of a clash of heads he was like crying on the ground or whatever oh right? so and that's not the fight out. I'm thinking of so that's not that's not the fight I'm thinking of that was his last fight. That was his last fight. What the was the one before, before that? that? Was against Gasolum on the Pereira Adesanya two card, and he lost by unanimous decision. That might be the one I'm thinking of. There was one fight; it was recent that he fought in, where he acted like a complete bitch after the fight. Like he wouldn't shake Buddy's hand. Like he was still swearing at him and shit, throwing up the finger at him and shit. Like just complete clown because he couldn't close yeah. the distance and he couldn't beat him. Like he lost the fight, he got dummied. But. I don't know. I, I I'm that's, with you. I don't, I don't. I don't like Chris Curtis. Bugs me. Gets on my nerves a little bit. Don't like <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on Chris Curtis. I'm out on Chris Curtis. He lost. He lost yeah. too much coin for me to like him. Yeah, we're we're. T- it's the only Canadian dog. We think we're not going to take him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Come that's on. We're going to make our money. Come on. <laughs> exactly. This makes the parlay just a little bit juicier. Exactly. Exactly. You want to talk about making the parlay a little bit juicier? Here, here's another guy who also was looking to get ranked. Also, I would take by KO. Also, probably the biggest name. In Canadian, like in the UFC Canadian uh, space, there, you know what I mean. Uh, Mike Mike Malott returns against Neil Magny. Big fight. This is the guy for Canada. <laughs> this is our guy. <laughs> we, I know we talked about it last time, and he loves those bright lights. We talked about it. He just gets fired up after the his post fight interviews. The last one in Vancouver, electric. 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 This guy loves to go out there and put on a show, and he doesn't just do it with his hands. He does it with everything. everything. He just puts on a performance. He loves the spotlight. This is a spotlight. This is one of those names that you look at and be like, "Oh, Neil Magny, veteran guy." This is where you get those big, big wins. This is gonna be his uh, his like welcome to the UFC fight. I think like maybe not not welcome to the UFC, but what I'm trying to say here, like his um. It's his like moment, party. yeah, coming, yeah, coming out party. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Coming out party. Yeah. This is big. He'll get ranked. He's gonna, he's gonna sleep him. He's gonna sleep Magny one hundred percent, one million percent. He'll get the finish. He's minus two fifty on the odds. 
Uh, Magni's plus two hundred five. So if you want to lose coin, take Magni. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's Mikey Malott all day. Take him by finish. Uh, potentially even in the first round. I think he's going to come out absolutely firing. Uh, really really hot out the gate. It's I think it's going to catch Magni off guard a little bit, and uh, it, it's going to be an early night. Early night for Neil. I do agree. I think it's going to be a tough night for Neil, but at the same time, Neil just doesn't like to get knocked out. I don't know if he's ever been knocked out in his career. It's true. It's a good point. It's that good might point. be a fact check, but we're just looking. Malot's got five five finishes in a row. Just this yeah, guy just finishes. That sounds like that sounds like a, sounds like a streak. <laughs> yeah, and we the last time well, we saw Neil Magny live at, in Boston, and he just got his legs kicked out the entire fight by Ian Gary, and he literally couldn't even stand up. But just when when just like slay down and just be done. Yeah. He's been around forever. I think it's time for. I think Neil Magny's on his way out. But you think he's putting the gloves down in Toronto? I don't know if he's putting the gloves down, but I think he's on his decline of his career. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah, the, the uh, retirement call would be crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> um, let's 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 quickly touch on. Potentially, just a dust fight, man. Dust <laughs> fight, man. Dust <laughs> fight. Women's bantamweight title. Raquel Pennington against Myra Bueno Silva. Uh, this is what they give us, Canadians. Like, this is what they give us, you know? A return to Toronto when we get this. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, fuck, Dana, really? Yeah, it's got to go on a card, so... They just thought, hey, why not throw it on the? <laughs> yeah, that's card, true. Right? It's got to go on. It's got to go on a card sometime. It's <laughs> got to go on a card somewhere. We'll take it. You know, maybe this could be a sneaky good fight. We don't know. Maybe, we don't. Maybe. I know we don't know too much about this division and what happened. Obviously, with the Nunes going out and everything. Now, who's going to run this division? Now, is this division going to be in the in a carousel, just rotating the belt around, or someone is one of these two going to take the division and just run with it like Nunes did. So this is the this get, is the Peña division too, right? She's she's the number one contender in this division. Yes. And then I the ti- so. and then the title's vacant. Vacant cuz uh, uh Nunes retired, right? Nunes. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, I can't give any info on this fight whatsoever. I know nothing about these two chicks. I'm uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. Plus one forty for Pennington and minus one sixty six for Bueno Silva. So hey, pick your poison that you really don't know what you're picking there to be honest. If you yeah, if you're bad on that fight. I dropped all my knowledge on this fight in the last pod I was on. That's about all I got. And uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to take here. 10 and 2 versus what's Pennington? 15 and 8. I mean, the numbers say you take Pen- or Silva, sorry. How do you how uh, do you get a title fight with a 15 and 8 record? How does that happen? Uh, like how? <laughs> yeah, like that's got to be over. What's a record in the UFC? Like what is That's she- like win 2 lose 1. Oh, she's on a 5 fight win streak. Well, decision there you go. So decision. she was ten and eight. Ten and eight. <laughs> five fight win streak, and now she gets title shot. She's only oh. finished one of her last five fights. That's she's only finished one. Is that what you said? Only finished one of her last. Of her, five. Of her last. Of those five wins, she's finished one in the second round. The rest have gone to decision. Only three rounders too. I think we talked. I think I talked about this last time. I think that was it. Pennington or was it? Well, I think it was Bueno Silva had fought um, Nunes before and had that five round experience. So maybe that'll come into effect. I think you're right, yeah. But I don't well, really know. We'll see. Hey, who knows? Here's hoping it's an entertaining fight. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, that's all we can. That's all we can hope for, right? You never yeah. know what's gonna happen. But uh, let's get to one that's pretty much a lock to be a guaranteed fight, considering Strickland said he might stab him. <laughs> Strickland versus yeah. Duplessis. I don't know if you saw that thing. <laughs> Strickland said he was gonna stab Duplessis yeah, if he, I did if just he brought up that shit here. again. That's what he, uh, quote unquote that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Strickland is a maniac. 
This guy is off his rocker. (laughs) There's really no, there's really no other word to describe him besides like psycho. Psychopath, yeah. Psychopath is pretty much perfectly sums it up. Uh, he's the favorite, minus one thirty, uh, but it's basically a pick'em. Uh, Duplessis is at plus one ten, and I think uh, I think we get and new. I think I think I said that on the last pod as well uh, when we when we talked about this when when the the card was announced. Um, it, it's going to be and new. I think I, I think Duplessis, like just what we've seen over the last like few weeks of press conferences and whatnot, he's gotten so deep into Strickland's head that. This fight has become way too personal for Strickland to the point where I think he's going to find himself making a mistake and Duplessis is going to capitalize and he's getting the strap. I was going to say that too. Like, you know, Strickland has been known to be that guy that takes those deep cuts in the press conferences and really just dig into guys and get in their head. And he's really just kind of like, it's been flipped on his head. He's, He's the one that's getting just cut up right now. Yeah. He, had, yeah. he fucking, he, what did he do? He jumped over the thing and fought Duplessis in the middle of a card? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't tell a guy, yeah. you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't say was he's it, not on your head if you're jumping over and trying to fight a guy, dude. Yeah. Not, that's not even your fight card. Was it, uh, wasn't it Gilbert Burns' family right behind him? He told the kids to move out of the way and then fucking jumped the seats and started feeding them with elbows? Yeah, at like, least he was respectful about it, right? Yeah, yeah, at least he told me. Yeah, <laughs> great guy, great guy. He's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, for the kids. He doesn't want to hurt the kids, just duplicity. No, no. But, uh, but I no, do hey, agree. I, think, I, I also think this is the first time uh, during a fight week that a UFC champ has uh, has done a giveaway for an AR-15, a signed AR-15. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> so I mean, this guy's a psycho. <laughs> a signed so. AR-15. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the people's champ right there, Sean Strickland, for one more week at least. But, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Strickland, like, we, it, just, it doesn't make sense in my head. Like, I don't, I can't tell. Like, he got what was that fight that he had? Was that against who was that guy that he fought when he just got he got like fifty forty five against the guy? Who was it? It was I think it was a Russian guy. What was his name? Was it Cannoneer? No, go back up. Because I know he he, he dummied Jack Hermanson. I think that was the last fight that went to decision with him was against Jack Hermanson. He dummied him, and then and then he lost against Pereira, got slept, and then he beat Adesanya. I, th- I think that I thought no, that was, was the timeline. Or it I was the Cannoneer. It was the Cannoneer fight. That's what he, I thought he. This is split decision, but I thought that he got dummied in that fight. Maybe oh. I'm recalling it hmm. wrong, but. Well, it's an interesting matchup nonetheless, uh, and an interesting card. I think that is probably the best word for this card. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how it goes. Um, we're fired up that it's on home soil. We'll be riding with the Canadians that night, uh, as well as the South African. I think that's pretty much across the board what the boys will be doing. Yeah. Um, bet at your own risk, and uh, enjoy the card. 100%. And this is, one of those, this is one of those cards where it's like the, it's the unknown. Right, it is. It's the it is the unknown. It's the unknown. Some of the some of the fights on, on some of the guys on these cards might not be those big names that you don't really know too much unless you're really watching UFC. Yeah, but some sneak there's some sneaky good fights and these cards sometimes can be the best ones. Sometimes those big names that go off, you know, they keep it too safe. They try. Well, it was just... like the card in Vancouver, right? The card in Vancouver, yeah. everybody thought was going to be shit, and it ended yeah. up being unbelievable. We had every single Canadian win, and um. There was a couple first round finishes too. Like it was, yeah. it was a great card. So yeah, Ty's right. This could be a sneaky good card. Hey, Dana doesn't miss. Dana really doesn't miss. We trust so. in Uncle Dana. <laughs> we always in Dana we trust. Yeah, in Dana we trust. So like I said, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good a good card. It might not seem like it on paper, but I think when you get to the fights, these are the guys that are trying to. They're fighting for their name in the UFC, trying to make that big step in UFC. That's where you get the good fights. This is where it happens right here. First round 100%. finishes, 
Unreal Knockouts, Fight of the Nights, Performance of the Nights, you name it, they got it. Scotiabank Arena, Saturday night, UFC 297. Tie the UFC. If you're going to that, if you're going to that event, it better be rocking in there. We're not letting Dana soft this whole thing up and just be like, oh, it wasn't good enough in Toronto. Get this out of here again. Not coming back for 10 years. You better be rocking in that arena if you're going there. If we're paying $500 for tickets, you better be humming in there. (laughs) Because if we ain't coming back, I'm going somewhere else again, I guess. (laughs) Love that shit. Ty, the UFC guy. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Of course, boys. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. You know, it's always a blast with you, boys. Fucking rights. See you, boys. Fucking right. So, I mean, he summed it up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I, hey, I guess got, me, pl- got me pretty fired up for that card. I'm yeah, fired he up got now. me pretty fired He's a good hype, man. Dana should hire, <laughs> Dana should hire him. <laughs> yeah, for real. That last So, little, what's the play? Uh, what's the there? play then? We go on all Canadians for the parlay and then, and then the new nose? <laughs> 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 like, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I think it's what we're and doing. And Adam also mentioned, uh, he had, didn't mention it on the pod, but we were talking about it. And he said, like, listen, everybody who, who watches the UFC through fucking Instagram reels and the whole pit is gonna, falls in love with Sean Strickland. But the, I think that the better guy in this matchup is easily Duplessis. <laughs> yeah, one million percent. One million percent. No question. All right, let's move on to uh, pick of the week. And pick then, of the week. Uh, and then we, yeah, then we can call this thing. I got, uh, I got a sneaky one here. Same game parlay for tomorrow night. Okay. Leafs versus Oilers. Um, yeah. Take same game parlay. Take Matthews to score, McDavid to score. Mm. Matthews has eleven goals in seventeen career games against the Oilers, and uh, McDavid. I mean, McDavid's a point machine in general, but McDavid's got eleven goals in twenty-one games against the uh, the Leafs. So it, it's got to put you at plus odds there when you combine those guys two together. So so that's yeah. my play. Am anytime, McDavid anytime. I like it. I'm going a little later on in the week. You're gonna have to wait for this one, but oh wait, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The pod will be out by then. Um, I'm going. Uh, I'm going on the Saturday night game. We're going back to Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> we said it's gonna be a Mo Legacy game. It always is. Give me, give me same game parlay for that night too. Give me Leaf money line. Give me the over at six and a half, and give me Mo anytime. I like. And that. if you're feeling crazy, two plus points for Mo as well. Two plus points. <laughs> I like that. You can make that a separate play. Yeah, make it a separate play. Put it in the same game parlay if you want, but I'd recommend separate separate play. But those are my little picks there. Pick of the week, locked in. Episode 9, locked in, Jock Talk Pod. That was a success right there. That was a good episode. Success. And, uh, hey, listen, support support the UFC this weekend. If there's any weekend you're going to buy a pay-per-view, <laughs> just buy it this weekend. We want, <laughs> we want this event to keep coming. We want this event to keep coming back to Toronto. Um, so, yeah, like, like Ty, the UFC guy, said – if you're at if you're in that stadium on Saturday night, you better be loaded. Zero loaded question. and on your feet the entire night. Alrighty. Well that's a wrap. Thanks everyone and uh we'll catch you next week. Yeah, follow the socials, uh subscribe, whatever you gotta do on Spotify, you know, follow on Apple, add it to the library, all that stuff. You boys know what to do. Uh yeah, we'll see you next week. We're out. Cheers. <laughs>